Welcome to Mind Your Mind. Mind Your Mind podcast is for busy people like you who want to enjoy life and free up their time and emotional space by learning valuable tools for self-care and mindfulness. Our weekly topics are filled with compelling discussions and practical solutions to increase your productivity and healthy living. I'm your host, Joseph Tropper, and I'm honored to have you here with me today. Before we start, I'd like to thank you, my dear listener, for making this show a success. We've had thousands of downloads and people listening and engaging and asking questions. While you're listening, if there's anything that I could do to help you, please feel free to reach out to me at mindyourmindonline.com, and I'm looking forward to being a part of your life and helping you reach your goals. Welcome to episode 46, Five Complexities in Trauma Healing. And my goal is always to be practical, down to earth. Whether you're a therapist listening, I hope that you're gaining skills to be able to help other people and to pass on self-care, to, of course, to yourself, to your family, and to your clients. Uh, if you're a uh, potential client or someone that's working with me or a different therapist, I hope that this will help speed up your process and help you understand better what's going on. I always try to be practical, so I'm going to be a little abstract, but in the abstraction of these five complexities, I'm going to try to um, outline some of the antidotes. Um, sometimes, as I always say, half of the solution is just understanding the problem. So first, let's diagnose and understand what's there, and then that will help um us stay focused on ways that we can make the situation better. So when we're dealing with people that have trauma backgrounds, and trauma, again, as we've talked about many times in specific uh, recordings that were dedicated to trauma, is basically when something overwhelming happens that you currently do not have the capacity to process based on internal and external coping skills that you've achieved uh, up until this part of your life, uh, not anything necessarily that you did wrong. Being in a horrific accident could be one, uh, being abused physically, sexually, emotionally, um, going through a traumatic experience could be another, or developmental trauma, just growing up in an abusive, dysfunctional home could be another area of trauma. Obviously, uh, that prolonged trauma, developmental trauma, or complex PTSD, as we sometimes refer to it as, could be a little bit more of a complicated route. So when we're dealing with trauma, the thicker the trauma, the more larger the trauma, uh, the more of these challenges and these complexities arise, but a skilled and trained clinician will help you navigate uh, and make your life better. When a client comes in and they are dedicated to getting better and to healing themselves and to changing their life and its tr projected uh, destination of where trauma leads a person, uh, there's tremendous amounts of surge of power and responsibility um, and inspiration that could take place. So let's talk about these five complexities and ask yourself if they are present in you in a non confrontational, non-judgmental manner, just recognizing that your body and your brain, and this is the introduction to all of them, your brain is wired to protect you. And therefore, if there's an impression of, oh no, I need to be protected, your brain is going to kick in. So uh, the problem is that when we're traumatized, our brain has a lower tolerance level to it uh, triggers. And therefore, it's kind of just like that faulty alarm system that's just too sensitive and it's always going off because it's raining outside or because the wind pushed it the wrong way. But we could fix that system and we could teach it um, and all alarm systems have this built in where you could teach it how to be sensitive, uh, where are times that things are emergencies and where are times that things are appropriate and, and okay or at least tolerable. And so that's the first thing. The first of the five comp complexities is that we have a lot of triggers. person has PTSD or uh, maybe some diagnosable aspects of PTSD, they're going to be hypervigilant when it comes to certain things. And there are going to be triggers that push them. They might be working with their therapist for a moment and talk about something and feel really, really upset about it. 
they'll bring that out, talk about it. They might uh, see someone that reminds them of someone that hurt them in some way and be triggered by that. Uh, the therapist might look at them a certain way and they might be triggered and feel that. These are all important things that take place. And as we recognize these triggers, that's how we could start dealing with them. Now, people that are really traumatized, they might not even be aware of these, tr these triggers. They just are, are aware that they're kind of not present and not really functioning so well sometimes. But these triggers are often uh, what is the culprit that is distracting these people. And what I always say is putting them in 90% anger, frustration, and regret about the past and 10% in the present moment, and you can't function that way. That's called disassociation. We want to, our goal is to be 90% in the present, to be experiencing the here and the now, and to be aware of the past and learn from the past and plug that into our present experience. So those triggers are there, and they make it very difficult because there are just so many things that keep triggering. But my experiences and my training is, whether in EMDR or somatic experiencing or sensory motor psychotherapy and other modalities, uh, that talk about how to deal with trauma. If a client is going to express what these triggers are and become aware of them and the therapist can help them articulate them and put words on them, tremendous work could take place. Number two is defenses. Defenses mean just the things that kind of blind us. We don't want to admit that we have a problem. Um, many emotional issues that we have come from our inability to look in the mirror, which is why you have to have a friend that you could be accountable to or a spiritual leader and or a spiritual leader and or a good therapist that you could be accountable to and really recognize uh, when people are saying things about you and how you're treating others to be able to take that to heart and to recognize, are these just my defenses that I'm acting this way or are they justified? And to be able to really uh, look very deeply and very, very hard into, a per into our own selves. Uh, sometimes our defenses make us that we continue to perpetuate a lie. A lot of my clients come in here and they have very, very obvious trauma and they have what Susan Ford in her book, Toxic Parents, would describe as toxic parents, which she describes her own parents as, and very, very highly dysfunctional and um, inappropriate parents. And yet they'll get offended if you say that to them. That, well, it sounds like your mother wasn't really very functional. It sounds like your father had some major issues. They don't want to hear that. They don't want to admit it or it's, it's forbidden. Again, this is all part of the defense mechanism because our family of origin, we protect them because they protect us. So we're very, very committed and loyal, and we don't want to hear negative things. And so once we could acknowledge some of these defenses that are there, we could work around them and recognize that, yeah, that's really hard for me to say, or I don't want to say that, or I'm afraid to say that, or I didn't know I was allowed to say that. And so much health and success could take place. Number three is my favorite, although you might think that it's nothing, but it's called stabilization. And that is when a person grows up in a traumatic home because of all the triggers and because of all the defenses, they don't have a sense of core who they are. And one of the biggest parts of therapy that I work with, with people that have trauma, we all have a little bit of trauma in us. If you take the ACE, the Adverse Childhood Experience Test, you know, you might find that you have a, a score and, and look it up online if you have some trauma. It's a literally a two-minute assessment. And if you're answering two, three things on there, well, one or two is kind of the average. Two or three, it depends on the circumstances. But more than that, um, get some help. Reach out. Get some help with those things that you've been through if you haven't already. Uh, there's a lot of trauma that people go through in life that is on that list. Um, I, had a, I had a person one time filled out a list, and they got 10 out of 10, which is very, very sad, all the things they've been through. Um, not only that, but this person told me that, that they were missing a few things on the list. Um, and, you know, but they were able to do the work despite how triggering life was and despite how many defenses were there. So let's learn to stabilize, find our inner core, our inner sense of balance, and there's so much that can be done. And that's really most of the work that I do is just that core balance with the clients. 
Number four, another complexity of working with trauma healing is that there's a lot of sleep deprivation and a lot of health issues that come about because the body is on hypervigilant mode. A lot of people with trauma have severe anxiety issues, um, depression issues, uh, their sense of self, their sense of meaning, their sense of life, and their sense of direction is upside down. They don't have a compass. They never had functional caregivers that gave them a compass. So the sleep deprivation does not help. Um, and it's something that does need to be addressed. I always tell my clients, if we can't address it within a, a month or two, obviously they should speak to their doctor immediately about it, but if we can't address it within a month or two, then we need to change around the approach. I have a podcast on how to help with your sleep. I always recommend going to a doctor and talking to them as well. Um, I have old podcasts about different medication options, uh, which, as I've always said, I, I defer to the medical profession, but I help clients understand their choices and their pros and cons in a uh, psychological way. Um, so sleep and health issues that are there, fibromyalgia and other tremendous uh, physical issues, lupus and other issues, sometimes, according to Bessel van der Kolk and other uh, authors, uh, who specialize in trauma, sometimes these things are a manifestation of the trauma in the body. Very, very scary. And because of these sleep and health issues, it could interfere and make the trauma healing process very complex. And when we start to deal with getting more sleep and dealing with the health issues, then a lot of progress can be made. And finally, the last and probably the most challenging and most complex issue about trauma is the hopelessness, the feeling of, I'll never get out of this. I've been in it my whole life. It's always been miserable my whole life. Well, how do I know that I'm ever going to get better? And Therein lies that hopelessness is what sucks a person back into the black hole of trauma. And when we recognize that human beings are extremely strong, resilient, and powerful, despite having moments of weakness, moments, hours, weeks, years, months, etc., of, of powerlessness and, and sadness that, that, that we are capable of having as well. But human beings have a tremendous resilience and ability to bounce back and elasticity. Their brain can relearn things. And there's a person that is committed to do the work can live a healthy and happy, regulated life, emotionally regulated, spiritually regulated, uh, and uh, a life where they connect with healthy people and surround themselves with growth. And this is something that I set this goal with any person that I work with to be able to live a balanced, happy, and healthy life. That's what it's all about. I will leave you off with the words of encouragement. Despite these challenges and complexities in working with trauma, the clients that come in and are aware of their pitfalls in one, two, three, four, even all five of these areas, are able to do tremendous work. And as I always tell people, uh, it's never going to be as fast as you want it in the process of healing. It's never going to be as fast as you want it to be, but it's never going to be as slow as you're afraid of either. If you put yourself to work, you'll be surprised by how fast you could be there. And clients always ask, well, I've been working on it for so long. All I could say is that we have different insights at different times of our life. And if you're listening to this now and you've made it to the end of this recording, you probably have a lot deeper of an understanding and a lot deeper of an insight about your own life and you're willing to make some changes, which means that it's going to be a lot more effective and a lot more fast working to get work through these five complexities, to be aware of them and to make your life better. I wish you the best of luck. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to mind your mind. For more practical ideas and to make sure you never miss an episode, visit us at mindyourmindonline.com.